Welcome back to the Malik Investment Podcast. And today we are speaking, we are discussing a new book, uh, The 12-Week Year by Brian P. Mormon and Michael Lennington. And uh, I want to start off with, you know, chapter two and let it off to my uh, co-hosts. Uh, I want to start off with chapter two, redefining the year. What does that mean to you guys? All right. Um, redefining the year. I mean, in this chapter, he talks about kind of like, this is where the title comes in. And I feel like this is the only really part in the whole part one that he talks about that this title you kind of resonate with. Because it's like about, you know, like setting your years in, in terms of quarters, not years. You know what I'm saying? Like the quarter one is your whole year and then quarter two is your whole year. Yeah. I think that's the main point is trying to, because if you leave your goals for the whole year, you think you have the whole time. Yeah. And then you do majority of it like towards quarter four. But if you make it like quarter four is your, you know, April 1st, you you won't finish You won't finish the goals, but it leaves you be a lot ahead. Yeah. And I like the way he breaks it down. He says that like for the 12 week year, every week is a month. Like every week in that 12 week year is equivalent to a month in a year. And like every month is equivalent. It's like somewhat equivalent to a quarter and every day is equivalent to a week. So it's like, it's like uh, if you miss a day's worth, it's like missing a week's worth with a, with a yearly goal. Yeah, so I think um the book kind of like points out the fact that the information he's discussing is like what we're already familiar with, and which is true because like you know being in a school for so many years, you see that like deadline is mm -hmm. one thing that kind of helps you complete, like complete whatever you're given or whatever, right? The due date, someone that, and usually people tend to do those things like on the last day. I'm you know I'm, right I'm one of those people. Yeah, uh, the, like you come clutch like two hours, and within two hours you could do like three days of work or whatever yeah so um so it's like you know he talks about how he worked for like you know different companies and increased their productivity level by like by 50 percent or something like that yeah so so the goal is not like necessarily like you 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 getting your goal than 100 percent. it's more so like you increasing your productivity level yeah much more than what you would have done within a year if you were to set your mind what was your favorite chapter from this part from part one but before we leave that oh, i God. think um this book reminds me of this law called parkinson's law mm -hmm. i think it's the same thing with the title it's basically you know this is a rough translation it's if you if you allocate two hours to do an activity you'll get it done in two hours versus if you give it the whole day it'll take you the, the whole day that's what basically this that's what i'm getting from this book but what was your question Go now i was gonna ask everyone like what was your favorite chapter like in this whole like because we're discussing part one so yeah like i uh, I was going to say mine um, would be the intentionality chapter um, mm -hmm. where we find the title of it. Um, I think it's just intentionality. Yeah, and, and basically, like, um, what I got from that was, like, just not allowing your day to, like, control you or your moods control you. So create, like, a set schedule that that um, basically is defines what you're going to be doing at a certain time so that you're not just um just like in the wind like you, like you're able to get things done that you wanted to get done rather than just like oh this this came up so i wasn't able to do this um and you know making sure that you're you're in control of like how your day goes and then that adds up like exponentially over 12 weeks like you said would, would you say that's like being proactive versus reactive yeah exactly yeah so like having like Mm -hmm. Being proactive, you're able to do what you set your mind on. Whereas when you're reactive, it's just like however it goes is how it goes. And 
maybe it ends up good, maybe it ends up bad. But you're not in control. Exactly. Yeah, my favorite chapter was confronting the truth. So basically, like, when they started talking about measuring results, it just reminded me, like, you know, when we play basketball and stuff, we're not going to play without keeping score because that's not going to be as fun. Yeah. But then when you make it competitive and, like, you have, like, I guess a set goal to reach, mm -hmm. and that's what motivates you to actually try to, like, get to that, like, try to win in some type of way. Mm -hmm. Right, having the score. Yeah. For a quantifiable number that you have to get to. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Instead of just, like, a random, just, like, a, what do you call it? Just an idea. Yeah, an idea. Yeah. Um, no one of my favorite chapters for me is the emotional part, emotional connection. Mm -hmm. Just because, like, as humans, we're emotional people, and we tend to do things based off not what it is, but how we feel about it. Yeah. And they say that in entrepreneurship, you know, you, you can't do the things that you need to do when you feel like it. You have to do them regardless of how you feel. Mm -hmm. So that goes like even like in the morning, if I if I'm thinking about the gym, most of the times I don't feel like going to the gym. Yeah. But it's like you gotta you know take that action and basically saying have uh for me what i got is like to your goals have a certain emotion to it and mm -hmm. use that to kind of because we're emotional so it can kind of wake you up so for me i would say you know maybe think of a body that i want or maybe think of a weight that i want to push you know what i mean and then yeah. that kind of gets me excited yeah. i was actually listening to this one guy he talks about how like you know we all come to a time where we're not really motivated to do a certain task Yep. Um, I found that mostly with uh, like physical exercise, working out or whatever, there's a time we just like feel exhausted, lazy, we just don't want to do anything. Yeah. And he says that he goes the hardest on those days. Because yep. he says um, those days tend to like pay off more. And I've even seen that with, the, with you know, myself as well, where um, like I don't feel like, you know, back in the disorder, I don't feel like running. I go to like the, the track. And I sit in the car, like staring at it, like for thirty minutes, bro. Like I don't want to get out the car. It's cold as hell outside. Like, I don't want to go do this. I don't want to go do this. And I just go through like you know thinking process. Eventually, I force myself out. I go do those workout. Those are the best workouts, bro. After you're done, you feel the best about those type of workouts. Yeah, because you like you totally made the decision. Like yeah. you have to yeah. really make the decision. Yeah. It wasn't just like oh, I, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna go run or something. Like I'm gonna run. Like exactly. I have no choice. Now. Yeah. And feeling that accomplishment after having done those tasks is what's going to push you forward even in the future as well. Because you want to get a taste of that uh, feeling. Yeah. You know? so. My favorite chapter in this part was the interest versus commitment. Um, because, like, in this uh, chapter, he talks about how, like, um, like, com like a, a commitment to yourself is, is nothing more than a promise to yourself and then a plan to go along with that promise. So it's like if you can't hold your like yourself, if you can't like keep your words to yourself, then like you're not gonna be able to do the plans that you want, the goals that you want. You won't be able to achieve the goals that you want. Yep. And he even like there's this one quote that he, taught, he says he says um, the question of if goes away, and the only question you ask is how. So if you're committed to something, it's not like oh how, if if I'm gonna do this or am I actually gonna do this. It's just like how am I gonna get it done, mm -hmm. and like what steps do I need to take. So. Um, it kind of ties in with the intentionality chapter as well because like uh it's like you're making a choice you know what i'm saying it's like you make a choice to either commit something or to not to commit something and what i took away from this chapter is that you want to decrease the amount of commitments you have in your life and also increase the quality of the commitments mm -hmm. so if you're gonna if you have three commitments whereas like your job your like uh like family and then like uh the gym mm -hmm. like you want to like 
commit to those like at a higher quality so that like either you're going to the gym every day or like you know you're setting an hour aside for the gym or like for you know for family like you're setting aside like you know like three like two to three times a week where you like you know go out and eat with them or something mm -hmm. instead of just like kind of half-assing 90 percent of what you do right because you you have limited time exactly you have limited time so you can't take everything like you know what i'm saying day by day Anybody else got a chapter that they like? I mean, I think that chapter ties in with intentional imbalance also. Because you're basically like focusing on one key area for like one 12 week year. Yeah. And you're just trying to like accomplish those goals during that time period. Yeah. So the thing I like about this book is that like it kind of just, it's a good way of like refocusing and making sure that you're not like all over the place. Like, there's so many things that like, everybody wants to do in life. Like, and then all you can think of is like, I got to get this done. Like I got to get it done now. And I got to get it done. You know what I'm saying? Before my, the end of my life, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. You only live one life. So you want to get everything done at the same time, but it's really about like focusing on those three months, those 12 weeks and getting one thing done, getting two things done. And then the next one, getting one thing done, getting two things done. Cause if you're just trying to do everything at once, you're not gonna get anything done. Yeah, and I like how um throughout the like like in, throughout this part, I kind of got the message of like um everything you do is a choice. Like he says that there is no. I think in the intentionality section, he says there's no um have tos. There's only things that you get to do. For example, I get to come to work every day. I get to come to this meeting once a week. I get to you know what I'm saying I get to be able to lift. Because like, your choice. Yeah, it's a choice. It's like you choose to do it. It's not like. Oh, I have to get up and go work. Because if you do that, then you're not gonna hit your goal. You're, you're gonna, you know, miss a couple of days of work. You're gonna, you know, what I'm saying you're gonna falter. But if you shift that mindset of, of I choose to go to the gym three times a week, I ch mm. choose to like, you know, what I'm saying like a lot of these stuff. Then you're not only you're gonna be on top of it a lot more, but you're also gonna like, um, like perform better and like, you know, hit your goals at a in the twelve weeks that you set up yourself too. Yeah, and also if you're like constantly telling yourself I have to do this, mm. well, something might come up that you feel you have to do. But like it's up to you to be able to say I have the power to decide. I'm Which not going to do. Yeah, mm -hmm. based right. on like what's more important and what I'm committed to, not just like right. Yeah. So it's like you know the thing about this book is it's kind of like even though it tells us a lot about what we already know, mm -hmm. it's like the beautiful part about it is like the perspective that it gives you. It's like you know there's a lot of times where like you knew certain things. But it's like somebody puts it in a different way for you. It's like, oh, okay. Now that you put it that way, yeah. I right. can see like it kind of brings out like a whole different um, idea out in your head. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the responsibility part, the way even me, like you know, I was listening to this. I was I was driving, you know, Uber, and uh, he was talking about the part where like you know, it's not, you don't have to do anything. It's like a choice. I'm like, oh shit, I don't yeah. have to drive. Oh, you know, yeah. I'm choosing to do this. But it's like, I always felt like I have to do this. I, no, no, I have to do this because I have to pay my whatever this. I have to pay my bill. Da, da. But it's like, at the end of the day, you, you could just choose to be homeless. You know? Yeah. So yeah. it gives you like a, a power. In the, yeah. You know? So that's what I was going to say. Is like what uh, Nolan said too. The, the, the wording of have to versus choose, choose to is basically taking the power of accountability to yourself, right? Yeah, basically making it not a burden, but like I choose to do it. You know what I mean? It is my choice. I could do it or I could not do it. Yeah. Versus I have to is more of like somebody's telling you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's it. Yeah. And that's all. That's another episode with the Malika Investment Groups. Tune in next week as we talk part two of this book, and you don't want to miss it. And um, that'll be up.